0: Welcome to Monday Matters with Holly Cochran. Holly is a wife, mom, coach, and entrepreneur. She wears these and many more hats while running three successful businesses a gym, online nutrition program, and commercial cleaning company. She brings a unique perspective to everyday life with her spicy, no nonsense attitude. Holly helps her clients keep it simple with small tweaks that over time add up to big life changes. With that, let's get on with today's episode. Here's my friend, Holly Cochran, an incredible human you need to be listening to every Monday. Well hello there family, friends, and strangers. I hope you can hear the enthusiasm in my voice as I'm about to record a Monday Matters with Holly Cochran episode and I'm doing an interview today that um, is absolutely making me so so excited. Today I am interviewing Lori Mishaskinick And she is from Saskatoon, but I've had a crush on this woman for years since I opened the gym. She's an amazing athlete. She's been to the CrossFit Games, uh, which is a really big deal. If you're not into CrossFit, you need to know that being uh, a one-time athlete at the CrossFit Games is a really big deal. But she has been there nine times. She has won five medals silver, bronze, a silver, and two gold. She is also an Olympic lifting world champion and holds two um, Olympic lifting records for her age category in the world. So she's my hero. She's Kata's hero, and she's just an all-around awesome human. She's running a company called uh, On Point coaching. So if you are an athlete wanting to go that next level, one of the most important pieces to be a winning athlete is the mindset and being coached to take your physical capabilities to the next level. That mindset piece is what makes a winner. And it is what Lori does as her side business when she's not busy being absolutely awesome herself. So Um, We did a little bit of the interview and I'm about to push record so I can start visiting with Lori. Hopefully all of our technical difficulties have been ironed out and you guys will be able to hear how um, awesome this woman is. So thank you for joining us today on Monday Matters with Holly Cochran and here is my interview with Lori. I was just uh, explaining to Laurie before we started our the, the po- actual podcast
1: that when I went to Saskatoon six years ago, uh, I had just opened my gym and Laurie was asking me about opening the gym and how things were going and everything was going awesome, except I had one whining complaint that I was making to her, which was that I just didn't get an opportunity to train very much anymore. That after coaching all the classes and I wasn't very dialed in with my nutrition, I was exhausted, and my body felt a little broken, and so I was deteriorating as an athlete.
2: Uh-huh. And
1: all of these young whippersnappers who had never done CrossFit before were coming into my gym, and very quickly, outlifting me and out gymnasticsing me, and you know, out burping me. And I was like, "This is terrible." <laughs> and so I was saying this to you, and you looked at me with this smile on your face, and you said, "You must be an awesome coach." Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what? (laughs) And then you proceeded to say, if you are an awesome coach with great programming, these young little whippersnappers coming into your gym should progress quickly. That's what good coaching does. So, for three hours on the way home, I just changed my mindset of how this isn't about me anymore because truly what I want to be is a fantastic coach. Mm. And so, for for the last six years, I've put my heart and soul into being so incredibly proud of my athletes progressions. And I mean, nobody's standing on a podium at the games, but stronger, fitter, <laughs> faster, healthier, wow. healthier mindsets, all of these things. I've, I've been coaching so many people for the since the day I opened, that must mean there's something going well. And I really do a credit, some of it to when I first opened you saying to me, embrace the coaching experience and do that well, if that's what you want to do. So that was literally game changing career altering advice in one sentence.
3: Wow. You know, and as you were talking, I was saying to myself, wow, you're like, a, you're an amazing coach, if that's what was happening.
1: <laughs> so I was well, you, so you still think
3: that. <laughs> I still think that uh that's really, what a cool story,
1: yeah, thank yeah. you, so thank you very much for that, and I've had this girl crush ever since, so I wear your t shirt in my gym proudly, oh, wow. um, yeah, <laughs> and now we get to have a visit, so this is fantastic
2: thank um
1: you. so I mm-hmm. sent you some questions, but I don't know that we need to stick to them necessarily, but I do want my listeners to just understand you know who you are a little bit and how you've come to be a nine times games athlete two gold medals like i mean it's a huge deal and if you're in the crossfit world it's an even bigger deal my my daughter's in weightlifting, and she's going to junior nationals and so for you to hold two of the world awesome uh, records yeah it's a really big deal tell me about that i know about my first crossfit workout and what it did to me tell me about (laughs) the very first time you went to crossfit
3: well, I have to, you know, I do remember the first time I went and it was to get an intro. So it was just me and the coach and yep. they were, they were telling me what CrossFit was about. And, you know, it, it really was like high school gymnastics or high, i sorry, high school um, uh, gym class is what I thought this was. This is like, cool. This is fun. And, you know, we did, we did some burpees and, um, he checks, you know, some mobility and things like that. And then of course yep. there was a pull-up bar and I had to get on the pull-up bar. And this is one thing I'll never, there's a couple things I'll never forget, Holly. So one was, can you do a pull-up? He said, I don't know. I, so he you know, jump up on the bar and just pull your body weight up. So I jumped up. And I could not quite get up, but while I was trying, and of course I was even stubborn in those days, <laughs> I must've been there like for 10 or 15 seconds trying to pull. And from like behind me in the gym, there were these people kind of cheering saying, go, go, you can do it. And I'm, and I, you know, I'm going, that's so strange. I don't even know who they are, right? <laughs> yeah. but, but it was my first introduction to the CrossFit community. Yeah. So I will never forget that. And the other thing I won't forget is, um, you know, then I come down off the bar and I couldn't quite do a strict pull up then. I couldn't quite when I walked into the gym and I, so I turned around and I kind of looked at like who was behind me and like cheering. And there were these people in the back corner uh, of the gym and they had barbells, which I'd never touched a barbell in my yeah. life. And they had uh, these weights on the barbell and they were like, looked like big, weight and I'm, and I'm thinking in my head oh, wow I wonder when I can do that like when can I get those weights on the bar and you know be lifting and then later you know I, I remember thinking about I think all they had on were 10 pound plates right so it was not a lot of weight <laughs>
1: yeah. on the bar but
3: because I'd never seen this before they look huge and I thought wow yeah. like that's so cool you know so um even then I looked back and I said you know let's i I need to move faster because i need to be doing what they're doing so um those are a couple of things i remember about my first crossfit class and well
1: being able to hang from the rig on your first day is a pretty huge accomplishment just right there let alone being stubborn enough to i just have this little vision of your legs kind of kicking as you trying to pull really really hard to get up on the over the yep
3: you betcha you betcha (laughs) and then I can tell you, Holly, the first workout that we ever did, and it was like my first win, this was my first win, was death by burpees. And it was one of our first CrossFit classes. And um, yeah, I was the last one doing these burpees. I don't know how, I don't remember how many we got to, but, and it was like, it was nothing skill wise, right? It was just like grunt work doing burpees, uh, death by burpees. But I, I was the last one standing. And, um, and, it, you know, and it was that point that people were looking like, who's the new girl? Who's the new yeah. girl?
1: <laughs> I love it.
3: It was fun. But it
1: definitely speaks to the natural abilities that you are obviously been honing in on those mm. gifts, those natural abilities um, obviously have been there. And, I know you talk a lot about, I've been binging your content all weekend. And I know you talk about the mindset and how your mindset has shifted. But I think it, even on that first day of CrossFit, the the determination and and some of that mindset piece had to have been there right from the get-go. In order to win death by burpees, there's a of, that's a head game.
3: <laughs> you know what? That's interesting that you say that because I, I recently... Um, with an endeavor that I've got on my plate. I went back and I read a blog that I wrote back in, I think it was like the, tw- cause I missed the 2013 and the 2014 CrossFit seasons. And then I wrote, I, I was, and I was going to go back to the games. I qualified back to the games in 2015. And I wrote a blog about my training up to the games after qualifying from the open. And you know what? I was surprised actually to read what I wrote because I already recognized um a lot of my like you say the mindset qualities. Um I didn't realize what I was doing at the time. I think right. it was it was happening unconsciously, you know. So yeah, I'm very very fortunate that way in that I, I think one of the things I have is a willingness to learn, uh is a willingness to always believe there's a better way to do something in that yeah. I've, I've never really arrived and there's a lot of learning yet to come right
1: yeah in my gym we're not allowed to say that we can't do something we just can't do something yet yes and so i'm constantly correcting people's language on that well i can't do a pull-up yet i can hear other people in the gym yelling that what should i do i can't do a pull-up yet
3: (laughs) oh gosh you do not know how powerful that is holly truly very very powerful good job
1: yeah so um death by burpees I think it's like I do kind of a beginner on-ramp class and <laughs> I'm gonna think Lori says we're supposed to incorporate this as one of the first workouts <laughs> if you want to get to the games we're gonna start with death by burpees <laughs> so cool uh it's, yeah tell the me sooner, have you a, go the ahead so,
3: the sooner you make peace with burpees the better off yep. you'll be
1: <laughs> I agree and I coach a huge population of well I call them my silver fits but yeah. they are some of the most fit strong humans between 60 and 80 that Uh, you're ever going to meet i have there's 25 of them in my group right at the moment wow fighting for space in my gym like you've never seen a zen planner uh class you know they they have to hold a spot in class because it's busy and i can only take so many and sometimes they whine and complain about burpees and i'm like listen it's called getting up off the floor it's called (laughs) playing with your grandkids And popping back up. You want to do burpees for the rest of your life. So stop whining. We're going to do burpees. (laughs) Yes.
3: Yes. And yes. Good job.
1: Yeah. So anyway, it doesn't matter if you are 17 or 70. I tell you to stop whining and embrace the burpee.
2: Good. There's function to
3: a
1: burpee. Believe There's function. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, Did you do a lot before you did CrossFit? Because obviously, if you can almost pull yourself up on the pull-up bar, you went in with some strength on that day.
3: Yeah, you know I um I'd always throughout the like all the decades I was so yeah um learning my life experiences have always been learning through movement and through my like through my body I've always been that way as a kid also like playing outside and jumping off the roof into snowbanks and all those things and so all through the decades once I graduated high school where you got to play every sport when you're in a small town or you don't have a team um, you know then I would just do whatever came along in all the decades like low impact aerobics then it was high impact aerobics then it was have your your little home gym with some dumbbells and so you learn how to use dumbbell and Pilates came along and then yoga came along and so I kind of went through all those phases and I'd settled uh finally before CrossFit for a few years I'd settled into running and uh, yeah. uh yoga vinyasa yoga and so vinyasa yoga was amazing to keep my strength up a lot of body weight things yeah. that we did so you do a lot of push-ups in yoga really yeah and um the running piece I I, I uh I think it was like is it called body for life or fit for body for life? I think was this program way back when I think it was Bob green who at a time was Oprah's personal trainer. Oh and yes. He, he had this 20 minute interval run is what he, um, like to promote, um, yep. for metabolism, keeping your metabolism up. And you know, yep. and the, the piece about, you don't need to run forever to, to gain some fitness. So I would do this 20 minute interval run. And nobody like nobody at work liked to run with me because it wasn't their long five k slow run, right? Yeah. So you know we had a deal like once in a while you got to come run with me and do this like sprinting stuff, and then I'll go run those boring five k runs with you once <laughs> yeah. in a while, right? And so we did that. But I, you know, those the interval run really prepared me for the intent. And yes. then um, yeah, the 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 yoga kind of gave me some some strength. Yeah, for sure. And and that's Excellent. what I walked into CrossFit with. Mhm.
1: And have you been doing some coaching? Like when you started CrossFit, did you go through the the strand of I'm an athlete but now I I'm doing well here and I'm going to coach a little bit or have you always been an athlete? Yeah. Until yeah. the mindset coach. I know you're a coach Great. now, but Good a different question. kind of coach. Yeah.
3: yeah. Um yeah, it was um I was an athlete, yeah, I was an athlete, and uh, yeah, coaching wasn't my thing. And then uh, one summer, the gym really needed a sub. They really, and I just oh, said, yeah. look, I can do this. I can, I can step in and do some subbing for you. And, uh, you know, after that, I, I actually saw how important it was to pay back to the community, what I had been given from, you know, um, a really great supportive team of coaches. Uh, yeah. And I saw the importance of paying that back. And so that's how right. I stepped into coaching.
1: Okay. Cause the, week, the weekend that I was there when you were, in charge of us as judges, there were some teenage girls that would look to you while they were competing and you called them your girls. And so I just wondered if you had a particular group or you just coached the hour that they attended, or if you had run something specifically for girls, I never did ask you at that moment, but they looked to you while they competed and you called them your girls.
2: Oh, that's so cute.
3: Yeah, no, they just they would come to classes, um, sometimes with their parents, sometimes on their own. Oh yeah. Yeah, they just popped in at the times I was coaching.
1: Yeah. Um tell me about so you went to the cross what was the what year did you go to the very first game? It's two thousand and twenty twenty eleven. 2011 eleven,
2: okay. My first games.
1: So when you went to the very first games, what were you expecting and then what actually happened? yeah <laughs>
3: so, yeah we we did uh we did want to have some a plan some goals yeah uh, you know and, and even back then I just was not aware of like goal achieving and goal setting and those things but I said I said yeah okay let's let's figure this out I said I'd like to finish in the top five and if there happens to be an event that's in my wheelhouse I think it would be so cool if I won one event right and so we go to the games, and I happen to win the first event by like two seconds.
2: So okay, so I check that a, box. <laughs> yeah, I have
3: a, I have a picture of you know the standings. One of the one of my uh, the the team that was there took a picture where Lori Michusnick is in first place. It's kind of cool, the very first CrossFit Games, and uh, and then I ended up getting a silver medal that year. It was like second place. Uh, it was such an an interesting uh time. Yeah, such an interesting competition. We'll never forget it.
1: Excellent. Um I also am curious over the years, like I have mentors, but sometimes the mentors change as I ebb and flow and who I look up to changes. So tell me a little bit about the people that have mentored you. Are they staying consistent or are they changing as you grow?
3: Yeah great question. That's, and it's, you know what, it is important to um, find those people who you can uh, learn from and lean on. That's a very great point. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, and you know what, they've changed over the years for me. Yes, they have. Uh, you know, at some point, I had to say, you know what, I, I this is still a gap in my training for me. Right, And it was, and I, you know, and I kind of remember talking, like, being a bit anxious to say to my coach, I think I need something more than what you're providing me. Right. Because it was like saying, you're not, in a sense, you're not enough. And I didn't want that at all to be what I was saying. But it was like, I got a goal, and I need to move forward. And I want to grow a little bit more. And you know, so I had a, uh, I did talk about it. And it ended up being fine. It goes, of course, right? Let's, let's see what else you can learn from from somebody else. And and uh that at that point, that was um a specific gymnastics coach, and right. that was game changing to me, you know, so it's uh i like I would say, be an advocate for yourself, like the answer you know we know inside actually what mm-hmm. what we need, you know, so advocate yes. for yourself, uh, you know, talk about it, have those talks and and yes my my mentors definitely have changed, and I think um i didn't you know in the beginning, I didn't realize the importance of making sure your mental fitness is as sharp as your physical fitness. This was yes. something very interesting. I heard is that think how many hours we spend honing our physical game. Do we spend close to any of those hours honing our mental game? Yeah. And the question for all of us is no. And then when you look at this scenario, Holly, when you say you like, look at two top elite athletes, Whatever you want to look at. If you want to look at our sport in CrossFit, you want to look at the top elite athletes, you wanna look at the the Olympians. When you take two people and you would look and they're physiologically the same. Yeah that the the training hours, the intensity, the coaching is all the same. And then you say, Who's going to win? Pretty much everybody is gonna say, It's the person who thinks they're going to win. Right. It's the person who is a little sharper on that mental edge, because then that is like the 0. 0.5 or the 1% or 2% difference. Then everybody would agree is the mental toughness or the mental sharpness. Right. Yes. And yet, then you look, how many of us train those number of hours on our mental game? Right. Very few of us do. Right. And so, that when that happened, I mean, then I, I, you know, ended up with a whole new set of mentors, because I simply realized, I didn't have to need to be any fitter to reach my goals, I needed to be sharper mentally, I need to, I needed to shore that up to my physical fitness so that I could, um, you know, become a different athlete, really, in a sense, it was a completely different athlete. So yeah, yeah, my mentors definitely have changed over the years. And it's a very important thing to search out for yourself.
1: Yeah. And yet, your very first CrossFit workout is death by burpees and you win it so that grit that determination and that mental game is something that you brought in but it wasn't enough and needed to be honed uh, and and sharpened in order to match the physical um you know work that you've been capacities Mm -hmm. that you've been putting in so exactly yeah I just find that just so amazing and one of the things that you just said was that people know they know you like look inside and you know yeah. And this morning, I was working with a nutrition client. And I could see I knew what we needed to have what direction the conversation needed to go in. But it will make so much more of an impact if they know, and I know they know, they just wish somebody would tell them the easier route. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> if I yes. don't tell you, I know, will you give me an easier way to get to the to the goal? And there sometimes isn't an easier way you got to do what you know you need to do and sometimes that's the hard things to do the other thing I always say
3: as well Holly when I work with people is that this is simple but it's not easy because if it was easy we'd all be doing exactly you know reaching all the goals we want to reach sometimes we cannot get ourselves out of our own way and we and we need somebody to clear a little bit of the debris or at least give us some tools to start clearing the debris ourselves, which right. really which really is what has to happen. I have to do it. You know, the other thing is, um, I have to do it by myself, but I do not have to do it alone. Alone.
1: I love you that know? quote. I've seen you I've seen it content and I love that. You have to do it by yourself. And I'm going to I, I'm gonna use that with nutrition clients because the the kind of nutrition coaching I'm doing is functional nutrition and it's very much not about food. Yes, it's about the mindset of nourishing your body. <laughs> yes. I have a social work background and so it's not rocket science. What you need to do to nourish your body really isn't as difficult as people make it into. It's just not easy. Yes.
3: Yeah. It's, <laughs> so it's uh yeah, there's so many things that we I mean we could do a whole podcast just on that, believe me.
1: I know. Yes, yeah exactly. Yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um t- so I want to ask you about sacrifices. And how I posed the question to you was, when you're done competing, because I know you're getting ready for quarterfinal soon. And you know, you're you're still in the throes of competition mode. When you retire from competing, what will change in your life? What are you sacrificing right now to stay in competition mode? And what will what will be different?
3: So this is this is like nobody's asked this question or in this way, Holly. So I just want to say what a great question. I love this. Okay. And number one is I'm gonna be opening the eighty plus category in CrossFit.
1: Okay. So
3: there's a little <laughs> while. Fantastic.
1: Before. Well, when my kids graduate and I get to know midlife mastery. Yeah. Maybe I'll be your best competition. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I no, love I'm it. I love it. Yeah, pretty and sure then, not. But <laughs> and
3: um you know the, Take to the 80
1: plus category.
3: Yeah. Yeah, the 80 plus category. They'll be that, I'll be there. So, uh the the question about sacrificing um to do what I get to do or to achieve what yeah. I achieve is mm-hmm. interesting because a lot of people when we hear the word sacrifice, we we read it or we see it as giving something up. And so I don't see sacrifice as giving anything up sacrifice is me actually saying uh you know it's walking to the bank of life and it is saying look i i want this here's yes. what i'm willing to pay this yes. is what this is this is the cost of it and yes. it's not it's not giving anything up it's paying something to get in return what i want right because you don't you don't get anything for nothing right and um so i am certainly willing to um watch less tv <laughs> you know i'm certainly yeah. willing to not you know be on the couch in the evenings i'm out maybe finishing a workout or i'm doing some reading or i'm doing some mobility and it's not ever that i feel like i'm giving something up it's that i am willing to do this to get this yeah and so um i think it, it has to come down to having a real desire and actually knowing what you want because then and and like the I've been asked like what do you do when you don't want to train I'm kind of going I I that's a hard question for me because I never don't not want to train I right. always want to go out and train I love it yeah. and that way I'm a bit of a like an, anom- an anomaly anomaly and in that I I'm I, it, it I don't know. I love to do what I get to do. And yes. so the, the word sacrifice is very different for me. Uh, I have not I have not given up anything. I have not given up anything. I have gained and gained and gained in my life because of the choices I've made. Yeah. And so I, I, you know, I highly recommend people look at that. It's just, what do you want and what are you willing to give in return for that? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and then I think you said, so, you know, if I retired, that was an interesting one, you know, well, how did you word that?
1: What, what would I get back? If I, you know, well, you no, know, like when you were, when you retire, will life look a little bit differently? Like right now you have to be regimented in your routines and, yeah. you know, your training schedule and your nutrition and, um, yeah. you know, the amount of time that you spend honing your mindset and honing your physical capacity. All of this is for the, for the goal of competing. Yeah. What would life look like when you are retired, if that's even a word. But you told me that you are going to be in the 80 plus category at the game. So retirement may be so far down the road you haven't even thought what that will look like. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: So this Perfect. is a
3: good this is a good question. I like this. And uh I actually it was um in 2020 when they had they cancelled the CrossFit games for us, right? And uh, I was asked that, well, so are you, you know, not training anymore? Are you taking a rest? And it was interesting for me to think about that. And it was absolutely not because um, even though I love to compete and I feel I've been, um, you know, in in my purpose of being around here, that's something that I am to be doing um, is to be competing. There are so many other things, uh, Holly, that come from training for me and like I will always say it is my it's my antidepressant it is my choice of drug you know for mental health and so um I and just all the other benefits that come from having a healthy body you know so um if I retired I would still train and yeah you know and the other thing about it is you have to be having fun right and so everybody's people chuckle at me like kind of going that does not sound fun to me and yet (laughs) it's it's fun to me I love doing it. I love doing it right and so uh I, I think it will always be a part of what I do will I branch out and try some other things you know at one at one time I thought you know I could maybe be a good triathlete and yet then, because of my rheumatoid arthritis, uh, you know, I was I was told uh, by uh, someone very knowledgeable in the profession that that might not be the best thing for you because you could never train the running as you would need to train it because you cannot pound your joints like consistent right. running requires. CrossFit's interesting because it is so you're always doing different things. It's actually pretty ideal for you never to yep. overuse one part of your body, which then. Yeah you know could be affected that way. So CrossFit's a good fit for me and I, again the whole being fit is there's way more to it than just the competing for me. Um I love the competing part and so that is why I I guess I I do what I do but the nutrition, the taking care of sleep, I don't know, man. Those are those are they help me enjoy life better. So I'm not yes. sure I'm not sure I'd let
1: much of that go. I know. Yeah. And I love that that's your answer because it really is the message that I'm wanting my listeners to hear all of the time that whether or not you're competing to be on the podium at the games, or if you're just wanting to compete in life as far as living your very best life, having fun in a way, moving your body in a way that you think is fun. And maybe that's not for CrossFit for everybody that's listening, but it's definitely how I think it's fun to move my body. And nourishing your body well and focusing on sleep, these are things that shouldn't come to an end, whether mm-hmm. or not you're competing or not. Maybe the level of intensity, maybe there's, you know, greater balance. I don't know. But I really love that the answer is I'm not stopping doing any of this yeah. because that will lead to the quality of life that just makes it worth living for a long, long time. Yeah,
3: you said that so well. You said that so well. Our greatest, my greatest competitor is myself. Right. And uh, it is always about growing and becoming a little bit better and understanding more things about myself. And yeah, so I I get that through um, the choices that I make in my lifestyle. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, So I work with thriving moms, young, new like it uh, it all started with my squats and tots class was a group of women that i was so passionate about serving because i there was nothing like that when i had two babies at home right. and this is also this crossfit is my um form of event antidepressant as well and i truly believe that without this journey i would be medicated because <laughs> i i could see myself going that route But I I started running and I started doing videos, Chalene Johnson videos. And I put these two babies on the Shea Lounger in my house with a bowl full of Cheerios and raisins. And just like, everybody leave mommy alone because I'm going to be a better mom (laughs) at the end of this video. Like, just leave me alone. And so, but now I have teenagers and they're grown ups and they're in the gym with me and helping me coach sometimes and all that kind of stuff. But what would be your advice? because you've also been that mom with those, you have three kids and ne- never uh, let, you know, your fitness was always important. And so how did you balance all of that? Or how did you prioritize it? What kind of advice can you give the squats and tots kinds of moms that are listening yeah. today?
3: Yeah. Um, it's not forever, but it is for now. Right. And Isn't
1: that it's, such, it's, and they won't. I don't know if they'll believe
3: us. But it's I so know, true. But I have three kids as well, and I, you know, it, it's if you if you get a half a workout in, and then life calls yep. and you need to yep. go, you need to go be the mom. You're still way ahead of eighty percent of the North American yes. population, <laughs> aren't and you? you? You know what? So it, it, truly, just embrace your attitude to give yourself what you are able at the time i you know i i I taught aerobics for a long time and i i would pack up at that time i just had my the two kids i'd pack them up and they'd sit behind on a mat as i taught aerobics with whatever i packed up for them to take along right and yeah you know eventually the guilt like wore on me because they started you know, saying, well, I don't really want to go today, mom. Um, And I, and I, and I quit teaching aerobics at the time, you know, and then I took up, you know, strapping it on my shoes and going out for a 20 minute run instead of having to take an hour and 15 minutes to drive to the gym, teach a class, drive home with them. Right. So you adapt and, and I, I made some, you know, changes just to get some fitness in, to be able to get some fitness in, you know, so I, that, that piece about it's how it is for now, but it's not going to be forever. And I think the other really important thing, Holly, is um, my my children are, also have um, fitness as a way of life. It is not something they feel they have to do. It's something yeah. that they enjoy, and um, it's part of them. So it's really I didn't at the at the time realize it but now i can say you know be very mindful of what you model for your children yes they they are watching and you know they will see you taking care of yourself right and the importance of it and um you know i never wanted my children growing up doing Mm -hmm. things for me right Uh, because mom wanted them to do this and i you know i wanted to model for my children as well is that things that are important to me get some time as well and we can all manage and still um love each other even though we're taking care of ourselves and i I think it's just an important thing to model uh for our children they they yeah like everybody knows like we watch what happens sometimes it doesn't matter what we talk about because our behaviors are much more powerful
1: and that is a really big part of the program at Squats and Tots is um I take the kids and babysit. And so the moms don't get me as a coach very often. We have sometimes they don't get any coach. They just get the fact they just get free yeah. child care. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so make the best of it. I will keep these kids away from you for the next hour. Do what you can do. Wonderful. Yeah. When I'm with those kids, though, it's. We, I try to be as, physical. this winter's been challenging, but it's like, we're going to the park and we're going to challenge ourselves physically as two and three-year-olds at the park. We're going to run and jump and do Whatever. all of these things. And we're talking about how mommy needs her workout. No, we're not going back early. Yeah. We're not going to see mommy right now. Mommy gets a workout and she is going to be better for it when we get back there. And then the kids always get a chance to like run free and play and swing in the rig yeah. and do those sorts of things too, because I want them to get that that sense of accomplishment. Yes. Because I think competent kids are confident.
2: So so true. It's
1: yeah, really important. And I know both of my kids, they were they never had to sometimes they've had to go to the gym because teenagers can get into that funk, but not very often. And then during COVID it was became very evident both of my kids figured out they needed to move their bodies. All their activities stopped and the gym closed. Yeah. But they both moved their bodies every day. They yeah. they just didn't feel right without it and I really appreciate that they've been given the opportunity. I feel like it's a blessing being able to have had this gym since they were both really little now. You know, yep. they were in elementary school when I opened this gym. So they've been able to be gifted the opportunity to know how much better and how much healthier you yes. can feel when you're moving your body
2: yes absolutely yeah Yeah. I love hearing it
1: yeah um the last piece I want to touch on just because it's my audience is tell me about nutrition and um your mindset coaching definitely is something that I'm very interested in and I hope that all of my listeners if they're wanting to take their game to the next level They know that they can move the needle physically. They can train and mindset coaching. They it's there for them if they wanted to address it. Now tell me about the nutrition piece that you've worked on.
3: Yes. That's so interesting too. And it's, uh, you know, it's the, what do I, it's, it's that piece. People want to be easy and, um, But it requires some attention and it was a game changer for me. And I can tell you, Holly, I qualified and went to the CrossFit Games and trained under fueled for many years, which is a testament to the miracles of our bodies were extremely hard to kill.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah and, i would say our bodies are way smarter than we are <laughs>
3: you know they they are amazing right at how they manage with all of the you know quote-unquote abuse that we we put them through and uh and and i wasn't um you know, completely ignorant about nutrition. I've done a lot over the years of, um, like self-education and understanding and, and, and my nutrition wasn't terrible. And part of the reason is like, I I always say a curse and a blessing is my rheumatoid arthritis. I really had to manage it in order to manage that disease. Uh, my nutrition was a huge piece of it. Um, and yet one year I, again, it's when, you know, you start to just look at where have I not actually Um, dialed in as much as I can possibly dial in and for me one year it was to say all right this year it's nutrition and I uh, hired somebody then to you know do a bit of an evaluation and actually prescribe my macros for me and uh, again it was I became a completely different athlete Uh, it took a whole year for my body to adapt so i do want people to know it's the consistency over a long period of time is what is important and when i mean that it's like slightly under fueling my body over a long period of time had some dire consequences um you know for me yeah when i then when i had to just make some slight tweaks but it, and those slight tweaks again over consistency over an entire year oh my yeah. gosh then the advantages that I gained were outstanding for yeah. recovery and in, in, like truly the intensity with which I was able to train which then you know slightly upped my my physical capacity again uh so the the yeah when I when I actually got my macros prescribed um you know i was eating again slightly different ratios and i was eating more and yeah uh, yeah it took it took a year for my body to come around and actually then which i mean it ended up being perfect timing because it was at the 2018 games was my first games competition with new new nutrition Yeah, uh, and you know and what i what i would say to people is uh you have to get some data to know where you want to go. Like, you need a bit of a roadmap, and you can't do that without some data. And you do need to do some tracking. People don't, yeah. like, people don't like to hear that. But we, I know, I know. We, we need the data. We need the yeah. data to know where we can make some tweaking, right? Yeah. Yeah. And
1: I have my nutrition clients. I always say to them, we're not tracking so that we can chastise anything or, you know, make those confessions at the end of the week. It's not about right. that. But right. if you don't know what food is made of, you don't you, like you have to develop a healthy relationship with food. How do you have a relationship with somebody you don't know? Yes, yes. It's And so it's like, when you don't track your food continu still continues to be a total stranger. Well, you can't have a healthy, loving relationship with a total stranger. So let's get to know the food that you're putting in your body and learn to love the ones that serve you well. And we don't know that without some tracking and some data so that and you don't have to track for the rest of your life once you develop the relationship that serves you.
3: Yes. Yes. Um, you know, and that that's interesting. So I I will go through some periods of my training season where I don't track and then I do go back to tracking, right? Yeah. And I think is just because the very fine tuning, the more f- fit we get, or yep. you know, the more fine tuning tweaks you want to do, the more you need to understand the food like you say you're eating yep. and, and what's happening in your body. And so, you know, then I'll go back to some tracking and uh start being able to right away see some differences it's like crazy it's like it is it's just math and don't be afraid of it
1: yep and and I was afraid of math in all kinds of avenues for a long time that's part of growing up for me has being able to look into my finances and look into you know my macros into into the map like anything that had anything to do with numbers intimidated me but it wasn't serving me. I needed to grow up and, and be able to be okay with let's look at these numbers, whatever yeah. they are, and work with them instead of avoiding them and hiding from them. Yeah. And,
3: yeah. and I and I often, you know, I it's been a long time, but it it because I think people uh, you know, know me a little bit now, but I often had, you know, people say, Well, don't you ever eat a cookie, Lori? And it was like, Yeah, I eat a cookie if I want to eat a cookie. I, yeah, I might not want to eat a cookie at a certain time. So I won't eat a cookie. Right? Yeah, you know, so it was, uh it was interesting. And I, uh you know, I can say, and people would con- consider how I, my nutrition regime would be maybe more severe. And yet I would say, you know, um uh, that that's not correct. I, I do believe Um, The, like the marketplace has, you know, marketed to us so many different uh, ways of eating these days. And um, we really need to like see beyond that. And I think your philosophy of saying, Get to know the food you're eating and what it does in your body. I like I say it's like math, and it's a chemistry lab. And when you yes. understand the chemistry that is happening in there, then you start to make better decisions about what you want to be happening inside yes. your body, which then will reflect itself outside yeah and so um, yeah it's like uh, just to kind of get back to what uh, not necessarily you know what is being marketed to us but really what our bodies need and that just just comes with a little bit of studying
1: yeah and people ask me the same thing don't you want to just like not (laughs) don't you want to eat a cookie sometimes and I do want to eat a cookie sometimes but often I know that cookie's not serving me well and so then the minute I start to I I say yeah sure I'll have that I'm like yeah, but then I'll have to suffer the consequences of that, especially if I haven't been eating those sorts of things for a long time. The longer it's out of my system, yes, the yes. less rewarding it is. It's actually sometimes a really bad idea. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and
3: uh, the other thing, Holly, was people would say, "Well, don't you ever have any fun?" And I would say, "Are you? Do you mean um, my fun in my life is attached to the foods I eat?" Is that what we're talking? Like, I would, I'd yeah. throw it, like, I got to a point where I was quite pointed with my questions, yeah. you know, or, <laughs> you know, no, yeah, don't, don't you get tired of, don't you get tired of eating the same foods all the time? And I would, I would, I would say, do you mean, do I get tired of feeling really well? Do I get yeah. tired of having a lot of energy and being able to get through a day without being fatigued? I yeah. don't get, t- I don't get tired of that. No.
1: <laughs> and I answered the questions the same way. Like this, uh, feeling awesome is actually fun yes yes it's one of the answers i always say Is don't you are you like are, do you have any fun like do you ever just go out and like live i'm like actually i feel really good all the time and i sleep <laughs> awesome and i 46 years old and i can do all kinds of things 46 year old people can't do that's fun yes. for me yes. so yes. our definition of fun and when i'm giving a description of how the workout's going to go today i always say you guys this workout is so fun i say it about six times a week mm-hmm. Exactly the other side of the room is looking at me like yeah your definition of fun but <laughs> yes <laughs> it's true I, yeah. this is my definition of fun yeah. yeah yeah well I have just absolutely loved being able to have my own private conversation with Lori mischek thank you so much for yeah. joining us today I'm, I apologize for all of the technical difficulties I think both of us living rural there's got to be an expectation there's going to be some sort of a glitch somewhere along the way so thank you for your patience in that
3: thanks holly i
1: I love this talk it was great
3: yeah and thanks for being patient with all the uh technical problems so you are off to quarterfinals Quarterfinals. next quarterfinals coming up this this thursday this thursday 21st
1: have the workouts been released
3: no just the floor plans just come out on thursday
1: Oh, so that's where the sprints have come in. You see the floor plan. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Excellent. Well, I will for sure be cheering for you as I have every year. Thank you. And be super excited to know that you, because you are going to win, because this is the language you speak. So when you have won this next uh, level and are off to the games, then I will be cheering for you from there as well. That means a lot.
3: And actually, um, those cheers in the universe uh, actually give me lots of what I need at the Games. Thank you.
1: Yes. Excellent. Well, have a good afternoon. I know you're off to appointments this afternoon to keep your body strong and healthy and fit. So um, enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, Holly. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to Monday Matters with Holly Cochran. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to Monday Matters, leave her a review, and share this episode on your social media. Should you have any questions about what you listened to or want more information, reach out and send her a message at K2 Thriving Motherhood on Instagram and Facebook. She loves hearing from her listeners and responds to each one personally. See you next time.